Are you ready to talk baseball? Well, step up to the plate. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime. And here's your host, Walter. Hey, how's it going, everybody? And welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I have missed you, and I hope that you've missed me. And let me just tell you right now, you are in store for a treat in this one because we are going to be talking about the talk of the offseason. Yes, the San Diego Padres, or if you want to use their alias, the Slam Diego Padres, because the Padres have just been on a tear as far as making moves. There is no move that can't be made with the Padres. Hey, Trevor Bauer still out there? I don't think he's off the table. Just, just going to say that right now. But we have a lot to talk about with the Padres. They traded for you, Darvish, Blake Snell, Joe Musgrove, and already have Chris Paddock and Lament. It is going to be insane, an insane battle in the NL West uh, just with all those acquisitions. But what is going to go on with the rest of the Padres' storylines? What are we going to do with Mackenzie Gore? What's going to happen there? Um, But to help me unravel all of that, we're going to be talking to San Diego Padres beat writer of the San Diego Union Tribune. We're going to be talking to Jeff Sanders. He joins the podcast, and he's going to give us a little bit of insight as to what the Padres really had to give up to get all of those starting pitchers. Who is the top dog? Who is the ace? That number one go-to guy on the staff. How did they pull it off? It is just still remarkable to see the Padres have all of these guys on that same roster. If you told me... You looked at the crystal ball and you saw that you Darvish, Blake Snell, and Joe Musgrove was going to be on the same, same starting rotation. I would have thought that you were full of it. There's no way that that was going to happen, but it happened. And we're going to see what that has to do with uh, Mackenzie Gore. We also talked with Jeff Sanders about that. Mackenzie Gore, the number three overall prospect. With all these moves, what does that really mean about the Padres and how they feel about Mackenzie Gore? So we have a lot to uncover in this one. We're going to be talking San Diego Padres, Slam Diego Padres, whatever you want to call them, and a little bit on the NL West and the dynamic with the Dodgers sitting right there with that 60-game World Series title. But first, before we get into all of that, let's take a quick break. You're listening to Passion for the Pastime podcast. And joining the podcast today, I have San Diego Padres beat writer for the San Diego Union Tribune. And you can follow him on Twitter at SDUT Sanders. Jeff Sanders. Jeff, how are you doing today in sunny San Diego? And welcome to the show. Doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I appreciate you uh, sitting down with me, ready to talk some Padres baseball, ready to talk some uh, NL West, because the Padres have really been the the talk of the offseason, uh, for sure. They've been making moves, uh, a lot of moves, uh, here at the beginning of uh, this new year, bringing in Darvish, bringing in Blake Snell. I mean, the Padres have been really busy. Uh, you know, what was their... Um, their mindset in trying to bring in all these uh, all these pitchers. I didn't think they would be on the on the roster opening day. Well, uh, as you know, they, they lost Clevenger uh, and Lamette going to the playoffs last year. Um, you know, they left Texas. Um, you know, the postseason bu- bubble. You know, happy to have been there, but thinking, what could we do to get better? And it, it was pitching. I mean, that's what they needed: pitching and pitching depth. They they lost Clevenger again to Tommy John surgery. Lamed is on track, is what they say, but you never know. 
and you can never have enough pitching. So, you know what? They went out and got pitching and more pitching and more pitching, and they seem to be taking advantage of a spoiled market. Yeah, it's uh, it's very interesting to see that because I don't think anyone could have told you, you know, looking at a crystal ball that you Darvish – Blake Snell and Joe Musgrove would be on the Padres on the same staff, let alone the Padres, right? And um, do you do you feel like they gave up? Because just looking at looking at the deals, I felt like the Padres didn't have to give up too much, right? How do you feel about the deals that went down? To get those three pitchers without with giving up just Patino, and I'm not I don't mean just Patino. I think he's an excellent prospect, but I would if I saw those three pitchers coming aboard, I would have thought, okay, how bad is the top 10 in the prospects? And you know what? It's pretty much intact outside of Patino. I mean, you know, depending on which rankings you're looking at, um, I still think they're a top five to 10 farm system. I think they're, they've got depth coming. And so, so yeah, I, I was surprised that they were able to do that, but I think that's just a testament to how deep their, 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 their system is. Yeah, and uh, I mean, you bring in you Darvish, Blake Snell. Uh, you have a lot of aces, you know, that can be on that on that um, on any other team. Where, where who is the true ace of this staff? I mean, you look at so many of them. Is it a is it a one A one B type situation? Uh, they're going to go with matchups. Who would be that true number one? I think they would tell you that it doesn't matter. The ace that day is whoever is whoever is on the mound. Um, I, I don't know how it would shake out. I don't. I don't even. I mean, I, to put me on the spot. I guess I would go with Darvish because of his momentum, you know, and, and then Snell, and then and then Lamette, and Musgrove, Paddock. That would be my personal order, but I don't think you could go wrong with the top three or four in there. It's just it kind of depends on how everybody's pitching programs line up this this spring. Yeah, definitely not. This this rotation, I mean, just going into spring training, going into 2021, um, you know, it's up there as one of the top on paper, right? We have to see how it all meshes together uh, going into 2021, but it's looking pretty good for the Padres right now. And that is very important because, uh, you know, they have the World Series champions, the Dodgers, lying in wait. Do we even anticipate anything happening with the Dodgers down south as a as a reactionary move to bring in a Trevor Bauer to combat all these moves of the Padres? We don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Um, but, you know, the, the Padres are, are right there with the Dodgers, I would say, in competing for the NL West. It's going to be a fun matchup uh, going into this year, definitely. Now, looking a little bit more at, in depth of the, of the pitching rotation, um, the, my question is about Mackenzie Gore, the, the prospect, n- uh, number three overall prospect in all of baseball. Mackenzie Gore, you bring in all of these pitchers. Um, what is the plan moving forward for Gore? Do they not just want to bring him up because of the, the age factor? They don't want to start his clock. How, uh, how is all that going on, or is there something more at play with Mackenzie Gore? I don't think there's anything more at play. If, if he was pitching on firing in all cylinders last year, he would have been up. That is why Coutinho got called up. Also because Coutinho could help the bullpen last year was, you know, they wanted to see, keep McKenzie starting. And obviously they wanted Coutinho to start too. But, you know, his delivery was out of whack. That took some time to iron out. He's only had five double-A starts. Um, they won't hesitate to bring him up. You saw that they had no problem bringing up Ryan Weathers and having him make his debut in the playoffs. So, Right now, with with all these additions, they get to let McKenzie Gore go back to the minors and continue developing. 
without the pressure of having to come up and be one of the top pitchers on the staff. And, you know, he comes up, he's, you know, a number five until he gets his feet under him. And that's kind of the way it should be. That's, that's, I think that's how you let a kid get some confidence, get his feet wet without, you know, the weight of expectations, which can be crippling at times. I don't think they think Gore is a guy that would be crippled. I don't think that they think that at all. But there's no question. There's no need to put that weight on him right now. Yeah, and, and you look at that starting rotation, man. Like, you bring him in there. Um, I mean, is is there a possibility that he would be uh, a late summer call-up? Or, or, you know, I guess it's all depending on how he's progressing in the minor leagues. But to go behind you, Darvish, Snell, Lament, Musgrove, all those guys, there can't be a, a, too much pressure on the kid, right? Right. I mean, I think if they need him and he's ready – you'll see him this summer. I mean, nobody knows exactly how this is going to work out with having a 60-game season and, and guys limited to 50 innings last year. You're going to need some depth. Nobody knows what that looks like bouncing back into back to 162-game schedule. You know, it's hard to ask guys to go right back to throwing 200 innings, especially young guys. They've got some veterans that will be more able to do that. But some of the younger guys, like a, like a Chris Paddock, who's doesn't have a whole lot of innings under him anyway. I mean, he's still young in his career. So this depth, I mean, you need 10 to 12 starters, right, to get through a season. That You know, they're going to have 10 to 12 pretty good starters to pull from yeah. when, when they need that. Definitely. And, you know, the, the thing is that's interesting, too, is that we've seen it in the past with pitching prospects. Um, I want to say Michael Kopech of, of – uh, of the White Sox started out coming out of the bullpen. But uh, it'd be interesting to see if they slotted – Mackenzie Gore in some bullpen appearances just to get his feet wet uh, to come into the major leagues. But that's a that's another area where, you know, you looked at the offseason of the Padres where they may need to, um, you know, add some more depth, right? The relief pitching with Kirby H just recently signing with the Blue Jays and Trevor Rosenthal possibly not coming back as well. How do they how do they bring up that uh, that back end of the bullpen? I uh, they were proactive to begin with. Um, you know, they, they thought they had a super fan already with, with Kirby last year, and then they signed Drew Pomeranz, and then they traded for um, Emilio Pagan. And both of those guys are back. You know, they, they went and got Rosenthal. He probably priced himself out of the positive plans, but never say never, right? It's really, it's really hard to peg A.J. Crowler down on anything. Especially with but how they've I, gone I think, this offseason. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I think they're comfortable with Pomeranz and Pagan, you know, mixing and matching in that ninth inning role. You saw last year that they had no problem bringing in Pomeranz in the seventh inning, if that's what it called for. And he was one of the best relievers in the game, and they can have him fire those balls when they're needed most. Um, but Pagan, you know, had some biceps last year. Um, he came back. He was really good when he came back after that. Um, I think they got a good nucleus. You know, Kirby Yates and, and Brad Hand before him were waiver claims. So you're going to probably see somebody get a chance like that again. I mean, that's what the, the, the pro scouting department, uh, led by uh, Pete DeYoung, you know, that's what they do. So you're going to, you know, they're always looking for value, people that can help. So, you know, I think they go in with the group they have and, you know, see what shakes out. And, you know what, if they need something at the deadline, and there's no nobody will doubt that AJ Crawler will go get it now. And they still have plenty of balls to fire from that farm system if they need it. Right, because they they're in win win now mode, right? I mean, you, with all these acquisitions, with um, 
the their little opening that they have in the NL West. It's going to be really fun to see uh, how this all plans out in 2021 going against the Dodgers. And I would say, I mean, even in the National League as a whole, I would say that the Padres now are are at least number two, right, right behind the Dodgers, and they're in that same division with uh, with LA. So it's going to be really fun this summer. Um, I know you're itching to get back to the back to the ballpark. You excited for this year? Yeah, I mean, how could you not be? In my first couple of you know full time years on the beat, I was covering Rule Five drafts in the off season. I think over two years, I took seven guys in the Rule Five draft profiling those kind of guys versus what they've done this offseason yeah let's, let's go let's get let's get playing <laughs> yeah it's gonna be a fun one it's gonna be a fun one so uh i'm gonna let you go there jeff i appreciate you coming on to the podcast it was fun and uh hopefully it's gonna be a wild summer down there in san diego and we get some uh playoff baseball and 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 deeper into the playoffs this season all right sounds good thank you And again, that was Jeff Sanders, San Diego Padres beat writer for the San Diego Union Tribune. And you can go ahead and give him a follow at SDUT Sanders to get all your latest news on the San Diego Padres because it is going to be a fun summer down there in San Diego. So thank you all for listening to this episode of the podcast. It was a fun one. And be sure to stay tuned, subscribe, and check in because we are going to have some more guests coming on to this podcast. It is uh, booking up quick, everybody. So get ready for the next couple of weeks. We're going to have a lot of guests here and moving forward into the podcast. That is the new format here in 2021, and I hope you guys enjoy it. So thank you for listening once again. Have a good one. Be safe, and I will talk to you next time.